Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I am so excited to have back on part two, my girl Vanessa. It took a little too long for me to get my shit together and get this one up, but I promise it's worth the wait. Okay, yay. Thank God for Zoom just letting me be cheap and have two different meetings, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Clutch. I was just giving you the chance to like refill your champagne if you needed to, you know, all those things. I appreciate it. It's good to have a little break. I am like so thriving, loving having you on the podcast with me. It's like just so much fun. I miss you so much. This is like the best. I'm just, I'm happy. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So it's, it's fun. Um, But most importantly, it's nice to have kind of these different, I mean, we are catching up, but on a different kind of level. It's just nice to be so open. And like, there's just certain people, you know, that you talk to, and you can literally just talk to them about anything. And like, I personally have always felt that connection with you. And it's nice to share that with people. Because I think, one of the things I like to do, obviously, on my podcast, and you listen to it, is just be, like, honest about shit, because so many people are so afraid to talk about, you know, mental health, or fights with their boyfriends, or husbands, or partners, you know, wives, whatever, and um, (laughs) I just, like, I don't care. I want you to know that, like, life has hard parts, and, like, you know, I think it, I think in the time that we live in, where, Instagram has taken over and and has taken its own life. And and I love the platform because I like to look at pretty things. And Mm -hmm. by that, I mean dogs and landscapes, but you know, (laughs) a good selfie from from beautiful friends is is great too. But we very much in, in this culture of social media and sharing our lives are not actually sharing our lives. We are sharing a story in which we want people to believe. Mm -hmm. And and so it's, it's important to try to be as real as possible and have these real conversations about topics such as that make people uncomfortable, such yeah. as mental health, uh, such as, you know, transgender rights, uh, the yeah. Black Lives Matter movement, um, all of that, and actually have conversations because I think we're kind of in this, this point right now where we've got so many people pointing fingers at each other mm-hmm. and some people are very wrong <laughs> yes <laughs> don't don't you know I, I I definitely think um posing in front of a church with a bible not not the right not the Ugh. right message uh but no one's in the mood for his shit I think that we're living in such this this weird time of it's it's me versus you and Mm -hmm. I I just for humanity's sake I cannot think that that's just the way things are and so you know we we went to college with someone and you know who I'm talking about and I'm not going to name his name just for just you know to be polite but we went to college with someone who who has more conservative values and I don't agree with his values but he's also a good person. He's a good human mm-hmm. being. And, and we've, we've had debates o- over, you know, the last few years that we've known each other um, and have been associated with each other. And I think that if, if he and I can have 
conversation, both of us very passionate about our beliefs uh, and, and convictions. But if we can have conversations with each other that are respectful and kind, and even if I, 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 he still doesn't bring me to his side and I still don't bring him to mine, we can still be friends. That's what it should be like. Yeah. And, you know, and he in, in particular, I know it does not subscribe to racism or bigotry or, or think that certain people don't serve the same rights as him because he's a white man. Mm -hmm. That's not the, he has a lot of love in his heart and there are a lot of other values within, uh, you know, being a conservative that he aligns with, which I can respect. Uh, but we have very much as a country have been, you're either on my side or you're not, and there's no area for gray. Yeah. And there, there are some things which there, it is black and white. There, there shouldn't yeah. be any gray. And that, that to me is the black lives matter. Like, 100% agree. I can't stand all lives matter. If you're saying all lives matter, you don't get it. <laughs> no. And what's so interesting is right now, I think we are seeing probably the biggest in my personal life. I have seen the biggest change in people's beliefs ever in in a good way. I mean, people are getting their eyes open right now, myself included. There are so many things I knew nothing about. For example, the law that just passed that says you can't discriminate if you're gay or transgender, I didn't even know that wasn't already a thing. I was floored. When I saw that come through on my newsfeed, I shared it and I was like, oh my, I did, I honest to God didn't even, like, that's so common sense to me. Like, of course, but like, that's because of course I have never faced, you know, I've never had that problem. No one's ever discriminated against me because of who I love. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even know that was a thing. So it's completely opened my mind. And as far as like the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, I've always, you know, been on, on the side of this, but learning so much more about just how bad it is. Like I knew it was bad, <laughs> you know, but like as a white woman, you know, I don't, I, I haven't had to experience any of this. So it's like, what even though these times are so dark uh and having two compounding things happening right mm -hmm. having the the coronavirus pandemic which is killing people every day and our president seems to be totally fine and oblivious and thinks that covid's not even a real problem anymore and business as usual and profits over people so we have that and people are emotional about that. And then you add what has been happening with the murders of these black individuals by police force. And it's at a time that people are, can't take it anymore. People yeah. just cannot take this and will not accept this to be okay. And especially because we don't have leadership in our country mm -hmm. right now. When, when the person who is supposed to be the reassuring person, the person who is supposed to have these tough conversations and, and put things into place so that we can come out the other side better. He, he has no interest in that. He wants to keep <laughs> us divided, uh, which whatever. But I have, I, even through all of that, I have so much hope because I, it's, it's interesting to be the person who says this now 
but it's it's the people younger than us. The young people are driving these protests. The young people are so much more with it and so much more accepting than we were at their age, which it sounds crazy because we felt like we were in a pretty accepting generation. But when I think yeah. about uh, my, my high school experience and how very few, if any, people felt safe enough to actually come out and say they were gay, mm-hmm. um, and it, it didn't happen until after high school, you know, those kinds of things. And now you have this youth that is just so accepting that you have a lot of people that are, you know, saying, I'm actually, I think I'm bisexual because I don't think I need to label who I like or, or, you know, it's just, it's so more enlightened and open. And if those are, are, are going to be the next generation, that's, that's going to, come up and 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 be us someday then there's hope like that they're gonna outnumber all of this hate and I think all of this hate exists because people are scared of relinquishing whatever bs power that they have as a white male or a police officer and I'm not saying all cops are bad but you know there's it's a a whole element of losing power and Mm -hmm. these are all people who are typically older uh they're typically white and male and and they know that it's it's not gonna last forever like yeah people are awakening to this in on so many different levels it it it, you know the me too movement and then black lives matter started shortly before that that's that's the thing that gets me is i I remember when Black Lives Matter first got its start, I think yeah. it was 2013, 2014, and no, you know, back then I had way too many white friends saying, but don't all lives matter. And now many of those friends have flip-flopped, which I'm grateful for, but it it's just crazy to me that the opinion of Black Lives Matter has taken such a huge change and a shift, which is fantastic. I think people have more time since they're at home because of coronavirus. Yeah, I don't know, but it's 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 a great it's a great thing to happen, and I I just hope that between this, between gay rights, trans rights, women's as as a female, you know, women's rights. I just I hope like we still haven't fixed that pay gap yet. Yeah, and it's not just pay gap for women. It's it's pay gap for anyone not white. Yeah. I think people are, are more, are totally and completely changing their tune and opening their minds. And of course there's still a lot of people who won't and refuse to, but it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's so hard because like, it's such a helpful atmosphere right now, but at the same time, you're like, people are still dying. So it's so hard, but I think that like, it's great to see more people getting educated. And I feel like I'm learning so much more and that, that in itself is, you know, is very, I think, I think there's, there's two things that we can do right now. One is wear your damn mask, (laughs) like wear, wear your mask, practice proper social distancing, things around the entire state, the entire country are opening up at different levels, some not so safe, and just protect yourself and be smart and listen to science. You know, I, 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 I went for a hike over the weekend. I'm not just sitting at home, but 
wear your mask, just be respectful. And the other thing is figuring out what you can do to support your friends that are people of color. And that can be a lot of different ways. So for young people who have the time and may not have the financial resources, get out there and march and make your signs. For those of us who maybe don't have that that time because we are working or whatever, if if you have, and, and let's say you, you still don't have the financial means, then find these petitions, find whatever you can and lend your signature, make some phone calls to your board of supervisors, to your local officials, to your senators, to your congressmen, do that. If you are like me, where you, you do have some spare change, then you should be donating to, to the movement. And, and that's what, that's what I am doing to make my difference. I, I, and, and it's also not about me. I, I don't need to go post a picture with me with a sign. I, I share information as I receive it. That's mm -hmm. uh, not fake news. And I share resources and I donate and, and that's what I'm doing to be an ally at this moment in time. And that's so great. And there's participation for people at, at any level and, you know, adding on to that, just the other education piece, you know, watching these shows. And I was talking to my boss today about, I was like, I know this is such my privilege, but it's taking me so long to get through um, when they see us on Netflix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I literally, you know, it's not about me, but I cry through every episode. So like, I have to like be prepared because I like, I watch it and I listen and then I'm like researching since it's your story. I'm like reading articles. Like I get really like into it and I have to like separate each episode. I watch them kind of like every other day because I just get it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the hardest things I, if, shows movies I think I've ever watched I would also really recommend to anyone who has Netflix I watched 13th mm -hmm. I think 13th or 13 oh my god that was so eye-opening I was like holy shit <laughs> like these all these things that I was like you know always always felt Black Lives Matter but didn't take the time to do the to do the research on how bad it really is and to get educated and that it's just been very like eye-opening so I love that it's interesting to me and not to sound, um, not to make people roll their eyes and to sound like some, some crazy woke white woman, but <laughs> I have had since I was young, because I did grow up in poverty, a huge infatuation with the hip hop culture and rap culture. And so a lot of this is stuff that I've been aware of. Uh, and I've, I've read books be because I took a lot of sociology classes in college, such as uh, the new Jim Crow and all of that. And so mm -hmm. I, like if, if you've ever batted an eye at hip hop or rap and thought it was stupid, there are stories being told like, like poetry in those lyrics that will wake you up. will will help yeah. you understand. And so I encourage everyone just, yeah, make yourself more aware as, as aware as you, as you can. Uh, but without making it about you, because yeah. this, yeah, this moment isn't about you. hundred percent. We just got real deep. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. And, you know, I don't want to run out of time again, but I do want to hear what is on your mind. What do you want to bitch about? You know, this is my podcast where I bitch about dumb shit. So yeah. Okay. So 
it kind of relates to the whole mental health factor that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But something that really, really struck a chord with me that I could not handle during all of this was the people that were just too extra, right? Like this is before, yes. before <laughs> BLM. I'm, I'm talking like them bitches making sourdough starters here <laughs> and breaking the, like creating a whole new like vegetable garden in their backyard. And how many bitches were you thinking, I'm going to take this opportunity to live my best life and improve myself. Like <laughs> me, can you stop? Like, can you stop? Okay. Like, no, like it's okay to like journal and read a book, but these people that were like, I just did another workout. Here's my selfie at home workout. Look at me. And I'm learning how to do this and blah, blah, blah. All meanwhile, I'm like, I'm depressed as <laughs> hell and I'm eating an entire can of Pringles in one sitting in one hour okay <laughs> that's how I get better <laughs> the pe- things that people came up with to do was so funny I like I I was like oh my god and yes and to your point it was those people who were who were doing things and almost like like there were some people who were doing them and it was like fun you know to see of course there's other people that were doing it but it was kind of like okay so but like what are you doing and I'm like no I'm crying I'm all for a good glow up don't get me wrong but I just felt like first of all nobody cares (laughs) like nobody cares that you just made this pastry. Like, I don't care that you made homemade cinnamon rolls. I made mine out the can and it tasted bomb, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, uh, around the same time, um, the actor Matthew McRory, who's also an activist and he was in uh, Orange is the New Black and How to Get Away with Murder, he he, uh, put out this, phenomenal essay about his experience uh, as being a former bodybuilder before he was an actor, Mm -hmm. uh, but how it lended itself to having such body dysmorphia issues and Mm -hmm. and all all of that kind of stuff, right? And he was preaching throughout it, this issue of when you're posting about yourself working out and just eating super healthy and whatever and not in a comical way and I like look at me look at me way you're actually hurting people that you're friends and you may not even know it interesting because someone because you're feeding into the issue within society of we all need to get fit and we all need to look Mm -hmm. a certain way and you're subscribing to it by being like look at me I, I, I just did my workout and I'm a little sweaty, <laughs> but I'm kind of like perfectly posed. And yeah, I just happened to throw mascara on real quick. I, I, you know, what's funny is that, um, Poppy, back to your point about people doing home, homemade cinnamon rolls and, and breads and stuff. You know, I, I saw that as my opportunity for free food. So oh, dude. <laughs> everyone who was posting I was sending messages to like, oh, that looks like a fun hobby. Now, how do I get at that? And and I just wanted to sneak that in so that people know that when you post your food, 
I am trying to eat it. Now on the flip side, if you are posting your workout, I'm not trying to do it. So. It's also, it's also speaks to what is a bigger, a bigger thing for me, which is this need to post like that's, that to me is like, it's one thing to kind of share your life and what you're going through or like you, you went shopping or you, you know, whatever it is, like people, I used to hate people that only posted about their, their kids, but now I get it. I'm like, this is your life. Like you want to yeah. post like to you, this thing you created is the most magnificent thing in the world. And, yeah. and it is like for you. So go ahead, share that all you want. It's more the like, and look at this spread and look at this and look at this where literally I'm like, no one cares because I dabbled and I made some homemade bread. I didn't post it because who cares? that I made bread and I ate it. Now, what would have been a better post would be if I took a picture of my bare belly post eating bread and been like, yeah, that bread's in my belly and this is what it looks like now. Hashtag quarantine 15. I, I love that. I have to tell my fans though, my peeps, that I don't subscribe to your same thing and I, I want to see your bread <laughs> eating it. That's my fat ass coming in. But I get it. I get it. It, it was, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of posts. And when you have friends, if, if, if all your friends are doing the same things, you know, then you're like, okay, shit, I can't see another bread roll. But honestly, I just want people to know again, that if you are making bread, be prepared to share it. <laughs> so you, the reason you didn't post your bread is because you didn't want to share it. And I respect that. <laughs> I just think that we as a society could do such a better job at being more intentional in what we post. Yes. I completely understand with the workouts too. And in the, in the, it's hard, it's hard as someone who's always struggled with her weight. Like when I do see posts, I do catch myself. Do you feel kind of bad? I, I do. Mean, I feel kind of bad because during all of this, you would think, look, I, I, there, there are like, three, three different avenues that I've created in my mind. There are the people that are, are at home and have no work because mm -hmm. they've been furloughed or let go or whatever. That sucks. There are people who are, who are at home and are working around the clock because they have too much work to do while they're working from home mm -hmm. or they're parenting or they're doing distance learning with their kids. Then yep. you have the people that are perfectly in the middle that are like, I get to be at home and my work still pay me, even though I don't have to work. <laughs> like those are the people, those are the only people I think that, that have the time to do all that crap. But like, it, 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 it's just one of those things where I felt like during all of this, I would look through my social feed and I would just see people doing stuff like working out and going on trails and doing this, like, and then I felt myself feeling bad about myself because I normally would go work out yeah. after work, but everything is closed. And yes, I could work out from home, but by the time my day is over and my husband finally walks through the door, I, all I wanted to do is spend time with him because I've only talked to a cat and a dog for like nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned is you know, I now on this, I am that bitch that was like, 
fuck it at this point. I'm stuck in this quarantine. I have to learn to love myself. You know, um, I am not sharing my workouts or doing them because I'm, I am working out, but I'm not sharing that video because no one's trying to see that. But, you know, I found that when I see these posts now, because of like the work I've been doing, I'm just like, you know what? That's what that person needed. That's what that, that person needed to share that. But also, I think that those people who are working out are also eating a, a thing of Pringles. And I just want to say post both. <laughs> if you're posting your workout, I want to see you eating the Pringles. I want to see it. I want to see both. <laughs> and I, I will say, when you're posting something, just post something that will make people happy. That's why I post pictures yeah. of my dog all the time. Oh, my God. I mean, I will never be tired. I do still tire of seeing baby kids pictures, but that's because I'm heartless. I like, <laughs> I, <laughs> but, um, there's some people that do it really well though. Like some people aren't just like posting their kids nose. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there are people cool. that are like, I'm like, are you a professional photographer? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see the numbers of what month that kid's at. I'm into that shit. Like dress your kid up a little bit, but I don't want to see it slobbering. Please cancel photos of kids slobbering i don't need to see it that's on you for having a, an bit of anything like no. that no thank you no absolutely no only the professional grade yep. stuff <laughs> put your kid in a cute costume sit it with the dog and i'm in but if you <laughs> if your kid spit on you that's for you boo that's for you <laughs> i wish you could block like spit up photos like i don't want to block those these people i don't want to like hide their post, but I would like to not ever see like throw up. <laughs> what is, what is the biggest revelation that you've had about yourself during all of this? Well, I think the biggest revelation that I had is that I can do it like that. I can absolutely change my mindset. Like for me, I allow bad thoughts are going to come no matter what. Like I got anxiety. I got depression. I got bullshit. These thoughts are going to happen but, and I allow them to happen, but then I can work through it. Like, you know, people are so quick to be like, I have to be positive all the time and I can never have a bad thought. That's not, that's not normal. You are going to have a bad thought, but like, let it happen. Just let it come through you and then talk yourself down. That's kind of been my biggest thing. So now in the situations where I get anxiety, which is like about any, anything and everything freaks me out. I have the worst FOMO, you know, like if I hear that people are hanging out without me, I don't even know them. I don't talk to them, but I get anxious about it. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that would have been nice to be invited. You know what I mean? I'm nuts, Mm -hmm. but I'm able now to like, let myself have those thoughts and then talk and then talk myself through it. Like, or journal about it and say like, what, what is really bothering me? I don't know these people. So why the shit do I care that they're doing this? But like, you know, it's ends up being because, you know, I'm, I miss my friends and, you know, I wish I could do things and things like that. So I think the biggest revelation that I've had is like going through this for so long of having all these mental problems and thinking that like, this was it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be depressed forever where it's like, yeah, I'm always going to have depression, but I don't need to be depressed always. And that was a big mm-hmm. change. It's been like, a and how are things with Jimmy? Oh my God, my bitch, my bae. my poor sweet baby angel jimmy i i 
you know, we've had some like tough conversations during this and you know how I, you know how I am. I feel that like my, I feel like I looked for my Brian and I found him. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I told you this before, but like Brian, for everyone who doesn't know, just like Vanessa's a star and Brian lets her shine. And I knew I was going to have to find something else like that. I knew I was going to have to find someone who was going to let me do that shit. Like you, you know, like let me be myself fully. And I, I'm so happy to say that I've a hundred percent found that with Jimmy and um, you know, he's been, he's been great. It's hard. Of course we're like apart, but now it's been really mm-hmm. easy for me to push the whole like living together thing now that we're like yeah. apart for real. So it's like, I mean, if we weren't, if we were just living together, I wouldn't have to be so crying every night. Cause I'm not like with you. Cause I'm so needy. I wish I wasn't this way, but <laughs> I hear you. He's so great. And so like, so it seems as if, you know, now I had asked this earlier, but you know, things are also going great with Brian. It seems you're probably, you're not stuck all the time together and probably driving each other crazy. <laughs> no, I, I will say that we have had our own, you know, little kerfluffles at like, <laughs> it, it, it's because he's having to, I'm having to remind him I mean, now I'm going back to work, so it's a little different, but in in the peak of it, I would have to remind him, I literally am just waiting for you to come home every day. Like, yes, I'm working, but Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for a human being to walk through that door. You get to talk and socialize with people. Even if it's just work, you are actually like speaking words out loud and someone is speaking them back to you. Like, that's a huge difference from what I'm dealing with here, all cooped up. Yeah. And so there, there would be times that he would come home and he would want to do yoga. And so people, to paint a picture for people, I had my work set up in part of our living room um, because I wanted to, to feel less enclosed in an office and so as a, as a result, it meant that we couldn't space out our living room and do like yoga or any kind of workouts together because Brian is a gangly, long <laughs> giant. No, he's like six one, but still his limbs are so long that like two people can't operate in that space together. So I would work out during my lunch break because I'm already home. So it was yeah. hard. And then like, he would come home from work and if he didn't tell me in advance and then he would come in, oh, this just happened like two weeks ago or so. Like, I remember he came home and I'm hungry, okay? Yeah. I have food in the crock pot. So all we have to do is like, it, it, we're doing chicken tacos, the chicken's in the crock pot, it's ready. We just got to put it together and he comes home and it's, it's 5.15 or 5.45 yoga's at six and but he didn't say he was gonna do it that day and he had skipped a few so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like awesome I'm starving whatever and he comes in and I'm like yeah so we we you know how was your day quick blah 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 and then like are you hungry because I'm starving and I've been waiting for you and he's like well I mean I can eat after yoga and I just lost (laughs) my damn mind on him. You can literally picture this fight happening. Like, lost my mind. Like, well, you didn't tell me. Like, how hard is it to just text me and let me know what your plans are? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for you. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm not your wife. I feel like I'm the help. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. And so that, that, that went well. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I would do know, the just, to Jimmy, so I get it. Just little things like that, where normally I would be able to be a little more cool headed. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ultra extra. I'm not perfect though. And I blow up and there would be times he'd come home and be, I just want to go play disc golf for a little bit. It's two hours later. I'm like, literally I've gone from nine hours to 11 hours without speaking to a person. Cause you decided you needed to go disc golf. And so that's so what most of our fights <laughs> have been about have been like, you like he, me feeling like he's not necessarily meeting my needs in this moment and I know they're a little more than normal but he needs to try to have some empathy for me not being around anyone all day and him literally being my only lifeline for any socialization yes I mean god bless the Brian's and Jimmy's of the world you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely he's not perfect but, no uh, neither oh no they're not neither no <laughs> neither one <laughs> no no there, I can't for the life of me get him to cook man him to him he's making dinner if he's making us a frozen pizza I'm like that doesn't count as making dinner like I actually I am a cook and so I will like make these fantastic meals and I've been making them a lot because of this. And I'm like, will you ever reciprocate? Like, it'd be super nice not to have to, like, I don't know, slave over a hot stove for 45 minutes. Like, can you do it? And normally, if it's put on him, it's either takeout or frozen pizza. I support his frozen pizza cooking. <laughs> That's not cooking. <laughs> Next time, he should just throw a little, like, um, just throw a little like Parmesan cheese on there and be like, no, I made, look, I made it extra. <laughs> I want to speak my truth for one second here. If I can learn how to cook, I truly believe that unless like one of your senses is off, like your sense of taste or your sense of smell, whatever, you, anyone can learn how to cook because I like, I grew up in poverty. My mom never cooked a day in my life. Uh, mac and cheese was my best friend craft gotta be craft the blue box blues um we did a lot of mcdonald's and fast food i didn't learn how to cook until my late 20s so i've only been cooking for about five years and i learned how to cook because of HelloFresh. true story and it at first i used to think HelloFresh was a bull-faced liar because it would say prep time 10 minutes and it would take me like 40 minutes just to prep. <laughs> but my knife skills are down now and I've, I've got a rhythm going. And if I can do it, anybody can. And so when we get that box, I always tell him like the recipe's right there. Can't you do it? And he always tells me, I'm afraid of undercooking the meat. You just have it so down. Oh, he does I that like that. fake compliment like, oh, you're so good at it. You should just do it. <laughs> I'm obsessed. That is the, um, the hello fresh sponsor we don't have, but I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me and being real and honest. I am absolutely in love with having you on. This might just be like a two-parter podcast. I'm obsessed. I love it.
<laughs> okay, before we get kicked off, I love you so much. Can't wait for the pod to come out. Give Brian big love for me. Chloe, lots of kisses. And tell Jack I say hi. I know he doesn't love the snuggles. <laughs> I will. And, you know, tell Papa Florin that I miss him. I hope he's doing well. I hope your mom's Trisha's doing well. Uh, and tell your sister to hang in there. She will have her dream wedding someday. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And let me know if you ever want to be on the pod. Just hit me up. I'm more than happy to have you on. Love you guys. Okay, bye.